Miami Hurricanes fall camp is finally right around the corner. Who needs to step up? Let's talk about it with one of my favorite content creators in the entire freaking internet. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Happy Friday. and Thank you so much to the everydayers who make Locked On Canes your first listen each and every day. And I know a lot of the everydayers also watch this man's content every day, and I have no problem with that because I watch his content as well. We are joined by a man who really needs no introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. Coach Coop, how are you, sir, and how excited are you for fall camp coming up? Dono! Man, this has been a long time coming. We got to give the people what they want, Dono, and they want to see Coop on Locked on Canes. They want to see us interacting, talking Miami Hurricanes football. Man, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I do need you to say one thing for me real quick. Can you let everyone know I was actually early for this? Because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm fashionably late to everything on my channel, and there was no <laughs> way I was not going to be on time for a Locked on Canes episode, all right? <laughs> that is fantastic. That, that means a lot. The Coach Coop, he was not only punctual, it was like the old football mentality. We're like, hey, if you're not five minutes early to a meeting, you're late. He was at yep. least five minutes early to this session, so I love that. And hopefully every – player on the Miami Hurricanes roster from the 85 on scholarship to all the walk-ons have that same sort of attitude in a couple of days when fall camp begins. So Coop, one of the things I want to get to is some of the players that you and I are geeking out to cover in fall mm -hmm. camp. But before we get to that, I think the more pressing issue is here with Miami adding more depth at virtually every position. Are there any players you look at, right, whether it be younger guys or upperclassmen who you think it's extra important if they're fighting for a starting job or fighting for a spot on the depth chart? Who do you think really needs to step up most during this fall camp? Uh, I'm going to throw one out there on offense. It's actually not a new player. It's a guy who's been here a bit, I think since 2020. Uh, but I'm actually going to say Don Chaney Jr. And Good one. I know that's going to maybe surprise some people, but you know what I'm about to say here. You know, can he stay healthy throughout fall camp? And there is a ton of talent in that room, right? And I think that he's really going to have to battle it out and stay healthy. I think if he does, I firmly believe that he's RB number two in that rotation, even with all the talent that we have there. I think that he's a complete back, and I think that he can be that guy. But it's going to be tough. You know, in, in that position group, it's going to be a really big battle. So I think that he's going to have to step up. Uh, someone that I want to keep an eye on that isn't really a, a battle here, but I don't see a lot of people talking about uh, freshman punter Dylan Joyce. It's a great uh, one. Because, you know, I mean, Headley left some big shoes to fill, right? And uh, we need to be able to flip the field and win the field position battle this year. And I'm going to be I'm going to be trying to get as much information about him as possible as I can. Let, let me circle back to Cheney and the running backs real quick, because that to me, that's one of the most interesting position groups to handicap, because you can go through five or even six, depending on when Citizen is healthy again, guys mm -hmm. in that room. And it's like, it's hard to come up with your projected depth chart, right? So 
You said you think Don Chaney is RB two healthy. Who's your RB one then? Is it is it is it uh, Parrish or do you go more off the board on that? I think it's got to be Henry Parrish. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the experience that he brings, I'm I'm very hyped for a lot of these new guys, obviously. But I think that at the end of the day, with the experience that Parrish brings, I think it's hard to start one of those young guys over him at least early. Right. I think that makes the most sense. And I think that's the safe bet to go with. So I think that's what the coaching staff will probably do. Yeah, no, I, I love and I'm so glad you brought up Dylan Joyce, because, again, like Lou Headley was so solid for the last couple of years. You kind of take uh, that for granted because punting was not an issue. And I think Dylan Joyce, like he's another Aussie. Uh, right. we, Aussie we love punter. Australian punters, we love right? Him. Yeah. But we also I haven't seen the man punt before. So that's definitely an X factor mm -hmm. heading in like a, a big one for me. A, a couple of them who, who I, I think, think need to have a big fall camp for different reasons. Uh, I look at a guy who I believe in his talent, but I look at Brashard Smith and I think he's got to have a big fall camp just because there's so much competition at his position. Right. Because, yeah, you don't expect him to take. Xavier Restrepo's starting slot receiver job, but then you've also got some young guns kind of breathing down your neck because Ray Ray Joseph is already looking really mm -hmm. good, and Robbie Washington can play in that spot as well. So Brashard Smith, to me, he's got to show out. I think he can do it, but he's got to do it. And then I also, Coop, I, I think Shannon Dawson needs to find creative ways to get Brashard Smith involved because this is the type of guy you can line him up anywhere and he can make plays. So it's also up to the offensive coordinator to find ways to get him on the field and get him in space. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, you mentioned Ray Ray. Ray Ray's actually on my list of of one of the people that I would be geeking out to watch this season because ah. I, I, I feel like that, you know, as you said, he's going to be battling, you know, with uh, Restrepo and Smith in that slot position. But I think that Ray Ray is one of those guys that truly could be special. I feel like he's someone that if the coaching staff will give him some opportunities on special teams, I think he could make an impact there. And I think it becomes a, a situation with Ray Ray where it's actually more difficult to keep him off the field because he's going to make every snap count and you're right. With Brashard, man, he's he's got to have a good year or otherwise Ray Ray could, you know, jump ahead of him possibly. Well, I like it. It's a good segue to get into who we're geeking out to. I can fully co-sign on Ray Ray. Is there anybody else like players that you're going to be following the progress of for the next few weeks and just geeking out to see how they're doing? Yeah, I think on offense for me, of course, I kind of spoiled it already, but it was going to be uh, Ray Ray, Nathaniel Joseph. And then, uh, of course, Don Chaney Jr., keeping an eye on him. Uh, but then defensively, for me, it would have to be Leonard Taylor. Uh, I'm excited to see his um, growth both physically and mentally because I've heard he's one of the hardest workers in the room on defense. And then also probably Devontae Brown because I feel like we've needed someone to step up in that cornerback room and be that vocal guy, that leader. Uh, and I know we got Cam Kenchins, you know, at the safety position, but we were we had a lot of corners getting torched you know, last season. I still wake up sometimes, you know, in the middle of the night, just pouring sweat, just picturing MTSU players just leaving us in the dust. And we needed somebody to come in with some experience and to be that that leader in that cornerback room. And I think Devontae Brown can be that guy. So I'm going to be keeping a close eye on him uh, throughout fall camp. Great ones. And I, I can add another corner to my list. And, and I, I could probably throw a lot of like the true freshmen on my list because we haven't really seen a lot of these guys. Or in some cases, we haven't seen any of them because here's a guy who wasn't around for spring football. But since he started doing the offseason conditioning, I've heard nothing but positives about Robert Stafford. 
uh, the, the freshman corner. So it's like, all right, I keep hearing about how he's crushing these workouts and these sessions that I haven't been able to watch because he wasn't here for spring football. So come fall camp, Stafford is going to be somebody that I look at, no question about it. And, uh, and, and as far as who else I'm going to be geeking over, I mean, it's it, it's impossible not to geek over. And I did watch him a little bit in spring, and he's awesome. But, Coop, when I hear about, you know, Francis Maui Noah now up to 342 pounds as an 18-year-old true freshman, and Mario Cristobal says he set a record I didn't even know existed for, like, the most muscle mass on a body, and he's done that as a true freshman already. I think this dude is going to be – one of one of the better offensive tackles potentially in the entire country as a true freshman this year. Yeah, that's wild when to think about that. And I, I was about to say, you know, that's a big boy, but that ain't a big boy. That's a grown man, Dono. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's going to be very exciting to watch him. So when we come back, um, I want to talk about the ceiling for Tyler Van Dyke because sometimes I can't believe how polarizing Van Dyke is because some people just seem to forget how good he was two years ago in a more quarterback-friendly offense as a redshirt freshman. So can Tyler Van Dyke get back to that? We got Coach Coop with us here on Locked on Canes. You want to keep it locked. And guys, if you're a small business owner, you got to keep it locked into LinkedIn Jobs because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread that word that you're hiring. And I know that works because I've found jobs through LinkedIn Jobs before. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked On Canes your first listen. So thrilled to have Coach Coop on with us on this episode. And now, Coop, you know, we were both uh, savvy enough to leave Tyler Van Dyke's name out of the previous segment. Because to say, say we're looking forward to seeing what Tyler Van Dyke can do in fall camp, it's way too obvious. We needed to devote an entire segment to that. New offense, some new playmakers. What do you think is the ceiling for TVD this year? I, I think the the sky's the limit, right? I mean, as you already mentioned, everyone instantly goes to, can he look like the 2021 Tyler Van Dyke, like he looked under Rhett Lashley? I think that this year has to be a big year for Tyler Van Dyke. I keep saying that this is the money year for TVD. Uh, I believe that 
you know, with Dawson, I think it's huge that he's both the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. That's something that we didn't necessarily have last year with Josh Gaddis. I didn't like the way that they split that up. And I think that this offense fits his skill set better. It's not going to look or feel as forced as it did last year under Gaddis. And I love the fact that Dawson is giving him a lot of freedom and control over this offense. And I think that that's huge uh, that he's showing him that level of trust again after what we saw last season, right? And I think that that's really big for TVD's mental game that Dawson is trusting him that much. So I do think that Tyler Van Dyke can have a very good year this year. He's surrounded by a lot of really good players. Uh, you know, he's going to need help from the O line and the receivers and the running back. And I think that they could make his job a lot easier, which is going to in turn make him look a, a lot better. And I think he can have a good year. I'm not, I'm not doing the thing we did last year with, you know, potential Heisman talks and things, you know, this early. Uh, but I think he can bounce back and have a pretty good year. And I think that he he, he literally has to. Yes. Yeah. And, and OK, so obviously in, in a perfect world, Van Dyke plays great. He starts 12 games. He stays healthy. If, if for whatever reason Miami needs to turn to backup quarterbacks at any point this year. How much do you think the drop-off is? Because obviously Jakari Brown more than likely going to be the number two unless Emery Williams just has like the greatest fall camp of all time. Um, how, how do you feel about Jakari? Because we, we've seen the legs and the wheels. We haven't seen much of any consistency yet as a passer. Uh, I like Jakari Brown a lot. I, I like the fact that he's a little more of a dual-threat guy. As you mentioned, he can beat you with his legs. It's going to be interesting to see how much his accuracy has improved. I realized that was something that was a big talking point over spring practice. And then during the spring game, he came out, was kind of okay at times, but you you can't really fully judge a guy off of a couple of throws in a spring game, right? right. Uh, I, I think that if he was thrust into that situation, I think that we would be okay, given that he was able to come in last year and get some play time, even though it didn't work out, you know, very well for us. It, it, he's not, we're not going to be throwing him out into the fire, right? Uh, so I think that we'll be okay, but there would definitely be some drop off there for sure. Coach Coop is with us here on Locked on Canes. Now, Coop, not only so many new players on the roster, about half the roster has been turned over. Uh, most of the assistant coaching staff has been turned over as well. That includes a new offensive coordinator. We've talked about a little bit Shannon Dawson's offense, a new defensive coordinator, new wide receivers coach, new running backs coach, new tight ends coach, uh, a new defensive line coach is a pro football Hall of Famer, new linebackers coach. Uh, if I could put you on the spot here, can you pinpoint one of them? Which of these new coaches do you think is going to have the biggest impact this year? Oh, for me, I, this is easy to answer. Uh, I'm a skill position guy. It's got to be wide receiver coach Kevin Beard. I like it. Uh, I mean, this is a guy uh, who's super animated and vocal, and I love that about him. I mean, I know everybody here saw the uh, mic'd up clip from spring practice, right? We are going vertical on people. I think I think that Beard, you know, understands the mission with this offense. And the dude literally looks like he could suit up and play a couple snaps at the college level. He's out there running routes with the receivers. And I think that, you know, they they respect that, you know, and, and he's high energy. And I think that uh, he'll have a huge impact when it comes to the receivers and honestly, this offense. 
Yeah, no, I, I couldn't have said that any better myself, man. And and KB, like, he, he wears cleats to practice. He's exactly, <laughs> yeah. The players love him, man. I talked to a couple of the players and those wide receivers. Man, they love Kevin Beard. Oh, man. So, hey, are, are, we're going to talk in a little bit about what you think are the most important games on the schedule. Are we going to see you at any games this year, Coop? Like, I, I met up with you last year before the Florida State game, which was awesome. We had, like, a like a summit of, of Kane's content creators. It was great. Can we expect you at any games this year? Absolutely. I am locked in right now for the Clemson game. Yes. And I would like to mention, if I could mention this on or, or announce this on your channel as well. Please, please. Uh, I, I am actually racing former Miami Hurricanes wide receiver Lance Leggett in a 40-yard dash at the tailgate at the Clemson game. So wow. if you're on the fence, you know, which game you want to make it to, that is the one that you need to go to because I called him up on one of my live streams and he's talking a lot of smack. And I got his dad on the phone as well, and his dad is putting his money on me. All right? <laughs> so let me know down in the comment section here on this video who you got your money on, Lance Leggett. Or Coop, okay? Because I think oh. like Leggett, you know, he's a couple years older than me, washed up, you know. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. He's in the peanut business now, so I don't. But the thing is, I don't know how much of his own product he's eating. Like, is he slowing himself Dang. down? Because they are delicious. Those taste one boiled peanuts. They so are. If yep. he's eating half the inventory, I don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. <laughs> but I do have a mission. Also, I need to get a picture with you. Because if you remember last year, I got pictures with everybody that was there. And we yeah. linked up. You know, yeah, we, got, we did. We, we, we were there. People didn't believe it that we were both there. Yeah. And I, I was scrolling through my phone and I was like, oh, no, I didn't get a picture with Dono. Are you freaking kidding me? So we have to make something happen this year. Well, I'm definitely going to stop by that Clemson tailgate. There's no question about that because I, I, I need to see you and Lance racing in person. All right. So uh, I do want to talk about the schedule when we come back the single most important game that Miami needs to win this coming year. We will get to that. We've got the great Coach Coop with us here on Locked on Canes. And, folks, I got the great eBay Motors in my bookmarks right now because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Uh, here with Coach Coop, and thank you so much to the everydayers who check out Locked on Canes each and every day. Hopefully you're checking out Coach Coop's channel uh, every day as well. And we're gonna have uh, I'm going to have a couple of our mutual friends on tomorrow. We're going to do a Saturday episode with Hoodie Girl and with Chalupa Batman, who they not only love Locked on Canes, they love Coach Coop's channel as well. So, Coop, I don't know if you tipped your hand to this already since you, you have selected the Clemson game is one you're going to attend this year. Mm -hmm. But is that to you uh, in what could be a road game as well, because Miami has some big road games. What do you think is the most essential game Miami needs to win if they're trying to show us the U is on the way back? Ooh, yeah, you're right. There, there are a lot of good choices on the schedule this season. 
And my, I think that my answer might surprise some people because it's actually an early non-conference game. And I think that it's going to be Texas A&M. And the, the reason for that is it, not necessarily because we lost to them last year. Uh, it's, it's really more so because when is the last time we beat an SEC team? It's been a while, right? Yeah. And I feel like with this being week two into the season, I think that a win against A&M could really springboard us into a successful season. I think that it's a crucial game for us mentally. I think it could be a big confidence booster, and I think it would be huge to win that game early. Uh, you know, in the past, we're hoping this team doesn't react the same way, but we've seen us kind of hang our heads a bit you know, and get kind of down and out on ourselves whenever we lose a big game like that. And there's going to be a lot of people talking about that game, given what happened last year, the battle of the five and sevens, which team is more improved this year. So I think that game is absolutely crucial that we win it. If I had to, if I could plug in a quick second place, yeah, please. I, I, I think it would maybe be the North Carolina game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's a road game. Uh, Mac Brown's had our number for a hot minute. You know, we've gotten closer and closer, but we can't quite get over the hump. And I don't think that it, it, Miami should not consistently be losing to a team like North Carolina. We shouldn't even be in the same conversation, in my opinion. So I think that that would maybe be a close second. That's a good one. And, and what you said about the last time Miami beat an SEC team, I think it was Florida in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. So if yeah. that's if that's correct, it's been a decade. <laughs> it's 10 years. That's a, that's too long. It's too long. Yeah. If anyone can remember, if, if I'm leaving something out here, uh, l let us know in the comment section if Miami has beaten an SEC team since then. But I, I co-sign on what you said. Now, speaking of SEC, ACC, there have been some links Miami to the Big Ten, you know, but we do have like the, the big the big monster, though, is that ACC grant of rights agreement and, and what the future of the conference will hold. But there's conference realignment stuff happening left and right. I mean, within the last couple of years, you've had Oklahoma and Texas on their way to the SEC, USC and UCLA on their way to the Big Ten. Now, Colorado is on their way back to the Big 12, and it looks like the Pac-12's future is very much in jeopardy. Um, Coop, if you could have your pick on where Miami is, let's say five years from now, um, and I'm kind of hoping it's not the ACC because of that <laughs> revenue gap being what it is. So if, where, where do you think, where, where would you like to see the Hurricanes? What conference would, should they be in five years from now? I'll tell you what, I have a motto on my channel. If you want to be the best, you got to play the best and beat the best. With that being said, I feel like the answer there is the SEC, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that would also uh, be closer road games for me personally with me living in Tennessee. Uh, and it would it would potentially mean uh, not as cold when it comes to road games. However, all of those are selfish reasons. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I think that what ultimately ends up happening is we go where the money is. And the most sense there is the Big Ten in my opinion. So if I were to put, you know, a bet on it, if we're talking, you know, I put my life savings, we go into this uh, conference or this conference, I think the Big Ten makes the most sense. I just personally, for the very selfish reasons, would like to see us go to the SEC. You know, mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron. Uh, I think that it would be a rough transition for us initially, but I think down the road, we would be better because of it. You guys want to make sure you check out Coach Coop's channel. And, and Coop, you, know, you, you mentioned you're, you're, you're a guy from Tennessee. How did, how did you end up, and I'm sure you've told this story before, 
but I'd love to hear it. I'd love my audience to hear it. How did you end up being such a massive Miami guy? So what happened is the very first college football game I ever witnessed was the 2001 National Championship game. So talk about a first impression, right? Yeah. And as you said, I, I live in Tennessee, so I'm surrounded by a sea of orange. It's just the wrong shade of orange. So what happened is after I watched that game, I was like 12 years old. Uh, I had my mom order me a Miami Hurricanes t-shirt because I wanted to be like those guys that I saw on the TV. You know, they had this something about them, the way they carried themselves. And at the time, I didn't know it was the swag, right? Yeah. And uh, wearing that U on my chest at school, uh, I just felt awesome, man. I was different than everyone else. Everyone here roots for Tennessee, and I don't like to follow the crowd. And it kind of just took off from there, you know. I've been a huge Miami fan ever since then, unfortunately. Uh, it's been kind of on a decline since then, so uh, I don't know what happened. But it's your fault. <laughs> uh, exactly. They'll find a way, right? Um, but i uh, just been a huge Miami fan since then. And, uh, you know, I love what we've created here uh, on YouTube, on this platform, with, you know, my channel, with your channel, and all the other college football content creators, because it doesn't matter where you live. You don't have to live in Florida or in Miami. Uh, we can all connect through the power of the Internet. And it's awesome. We have this big college football family here on YouTube, and I just absolutely love it, man. There's no way I could ever root for any other team. And one thing, um, one of the many things I really love about Coach Coop's channel is you, you get so creative with some of the stuff you do from the game simulations to, you know, call, calling out former Canes wide receivers to race 40 yard dashes. Uh, is there anything you got coming up uh, this week or within the next week you'd like to promote? Uh, not anything, I guess, in particular, other than depending on when this video goes up on July 28th, which will be Friday today, the day we're filming this, mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing the Miami versus Florida State live simulation. So even if video games aren't your thing, I tell people that you know, a lot of people end up realizing that they enjoy it. You know, I have people that go pick up pizza or wings and crack open a cold one and they, they hang out and we treat it like it's the real game. So we'll be doing that tonight. But otherwise... Uh, you can just type Coach Coop into the search bar on YouTube. You'll probably see a thumbnail of me in a garbage can or wrestling a giant inflatable alligator in a kiddie pool. Don't be alarmed. That's normal content on my channel. We're high octane, high energy all the time. That's just how we operate. Keep up the great work and, and thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to this or watch it. We're available, the audio version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your pods. And of course, on YouTube, make sure you hit the thumbs up and subscribe to our channels. And Coach Coop, thank you so much, man. Have an awesome weekend coming up. Hey, and Dono, I have a challenge for your viewers right quick. What I need to see them do, if you consider yourself an everydayer, if you watch Dono's videos to the very end, which means you've made it right here to this point, I need you to type a comment down below for me. I need to see a big, fat, <laughs> all caps, or it doesn't count. Go! Fantastic. We will just talk a, to Yeah, go ahead. Little, go ahead. Just a little test, Dono. That way you'll yeah. know who the real ones are. The everydayers, is the one that watch these videos to the end. Yeah, because you all it's a good point because you know, sometimes people will tune in for 10 minutes, they'll yeah. they'll click in and out here and there. If they've made it to now the the 27 minute mark, 
we know who the real ones so are. We'll see. Let's see the Go Canes, all caps. I love it. We will talk to everyone again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.